And I want to define that enemy. They are liberals. The socialist agenda. They are progressives. A vile liberal agenda. They are Che Guevarians. They are Castroites. Tyranny. The radical left. Trotskyites. Maoists. Stalinists. Leninists. Marxists. Out of touch liberal elite. They're all our enemies. Who would I leave out? I don't know. Do we leave anybody out? Well, when I heard it a little while ago. (laughs) (laughs) I know who we left out. We left out Britt Dawson. We left me out. We left out Stephanie Casey. Left out Howard Zinn. Left out Noam Chomsky. Left out... um, I think they they didn't cover Chomsky in the in the list in the rant. No, remember it. Welcome to the Urban Underachiever Radio Program. My name is Brandon Walker, and I am here as always with my friends Brent Dawson and Stephanie Casey. How are you guys tonight? Feeling good? Looking good? Excellent. What up, world? Welcome to all our new listeners. We're very excited to have you on. Whether you're on iTunes or you're on Facebook or uh, just kind of hanging out, we're glad to have you. Uh, You can always write us and say hi at urbanunderachiever at yahoo.com. And we will certainly answer your emails and get back to you. Uh, this week, we've got a lot to talk about. Lots happened. We missed last week. We had um, a minor disaster in our little family here. <laughs> There's a little food poisoning. Had, like, everything's fine. The now. scene of Alien acting out at <laughs> Stephanie's house. We're, gl- <laughs> we're glad Stephanie's back, and we're glad that she's feeling better. So the big news in our political world, I guess you'd say, is Coffee Party, which has mm-hmm. now been... Uh, as of today, I saw 171,000 followers on Facebook, which is quite a few more than the tea partiers, the tea baggers, as we like to call them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was very excited to get to join the uh, coffee party in Dallas. Actually, there was. I oh, think did you go to that event? I, I did. Oh, I did. You did. There, there was like seven or eight, I believe, in was the it Metroplex. Inwood? At the place. On the one Inwood? I went to was at the Cantina Laredo over on on Inwood. So okay. did they serve coffee at the coffee party? <laughs> Oddly enough. Uh, Hopefully there were, there were, there were margaritas. more margaritas than coffee <laughs> dr- uh, drinks nice. going around. So maybe now. that's a new party that we can <laughs> get the ball rolling on, which I would prefer, actually. <laughs> right, over coffee. The margarita party. The margarita party. <laughs> the, yeah. But uh, here's, here's the makeup of it. And, and <laughs> there probably will be other sprout-offs of silly names that are somehow related. I'm, I'm sure there'll, there'll be other people tea. that come up with some. Yeah, I'm all for the Jägermeister party, if we could... Here's here's what it looked like in in the room, and this was the first one. So there was a lot of uh, sort of get to know you type of time. It was about there was about twenty five people there. Um, I'd say ninety percent of them were, and, and I'm not really good with guessing ages, but it was kind of middle aged crowd over forty. I felt kind of mm-hmm. like I was one of the younger ones there. Probably sixty percent women, forty percent men. Um, pretty much Caucasian, a couple of uh, I think Latinos and and. But pretty much it was it was kind of a white kind of crowd. It was mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the things I didn't see that you would probably have expected to see at a tea bagger or tea party rally would have been uh, a lot common of common sense. <laughs> no, there was there was no signs. Of, right. Yeah. You know, there was like no a, bearing of colors. Right. In fact, <laughs> um, there were kind of some rules that were kind of addressed at the beginning. And the main the main point of this this whole movement I don't know. It's kind of hard to define. I think part of it has to do with, with civility. Just the, the opposite of the Tea Party that you see on TV, where it's people screaming and shouting and having, you know, Obama's the Joker signs right. and those kind of things. Um, civility is the main thing. 
also just kind of an acceptance of anybody that wants to participate. Your voice is welcome. You're welcome to be there. You can talk if All you right. want to. Now, because of the fact that it was in a restaurant, we broke into kind of small groups of was uh, there a leader? eight or something. Mean, yes, there was there uh, was a leader there. Her name was Casey, and she kind of gave the rules at the beginning. Did she drink coffee? Uh, I'm not sure what she was drinking because okay. I saw she was kind of uh, you know working the room, talking to everybody, and, and getting around. I'm very nice. concerned that we're not living up to what the party stands for. Does the tea party drink now, already? The, the next one, I think there will probably be more coffee. It, actually, the next party because that's what we want: a bunch of liberals jacked <laughs> up on caffeine. Well, here's the thing about <laughs> and this is why I'm kind of <laughs> this is why I'm kind of torn about it. I, obviously, I support it, and I'm hereby throwing my endorsement into the coffee party. Uh, not not speaking for the whole show here, but right. just for myself personally, uh, I'm definitely endorsing. And in fact, I'll say the next meeting is March 27th at the Progressive Center in Dallas. And I don't Where, have the what address. Is that? It sounds like a Scientology building. N- no, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get a stronger worried. legal team before I go there. <laughs> they they uh, promote prog- progressive candidates and causes in okay. Dallas, and so it's a bigger place, and there's, it's not at a restaurant, so there'll be more discussion. Okay. Mm. But uh, coffee the, 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 and and certainly coffee, maybe donuts as well. Woo-hoo. If you're yeah. excited about that, but the, the conversations I was having were there. There was no screaming. There was no uh, exaggerated language. It was very calm and very. Um, I, I'm not sure the intellectual is the right word, but compared to what <laughs> we kind of have the impression of the tea party as being. It was mm-hmm. exactly well, the opposite. Okay, of that. I always play devil's advocate. What we're being shown and what makes you pay attention, which is the crazies. Like, uh, for all we know, the Tea Party started the exact same way with a bunch of people sitting around, like, yo, let's per, do something. Uh, maybe so. Who maybe knows? so. I, I'm I've, just saying. Obviously, I've never been to. We only are going to be shown those crazy ones. We do get mm-hmm. to see the crazy ones. Wait till Fox News gets a clip of a bunch of liberals jacked up on caffeine ranting about geothermal political. <laughs> Uh, exchanges exactly. with China. Well, part of the the, the concept is that it, it, it's not officially a liberal group, and I think that's part of the, they're, they're trying to kind of play up this idea of being open to everybody and and what bi- bipartisan. For? What they stand for the the three main things are civility, uh, less corporate influence. So everybody was mm-hmm. talking about that. So Brent, you would certainly be down with that. That's that was a, a very uh, less corporate influence? prevalent discussion at the table or no go- uh, okay. corporate influence so mm. to me that smells like liberal i don't know maybe it, it well, in the first <laughs> and, and then also workable government as opposed to anti-government so where the tea party is anti-government right. the coffee party is about a functional government right. whereas the tea party is about corporate influence the coffee party would be about less corporate influence and more representation by the people again that sort of a traditional sort of liberal approach, but they're not going to officially ab- embrace a liberal agenda officially. Now, I think that's where I'm kind of torn about it because I think that right now that's what progressives need is to fight fire with fire where you have the teabaggers that are out there screaming and shouting. And I'm not saying we need to scream and shout, but I'm saying, you know, you know, no, I am. I think we need to scream and shout a lot, but there also needs to be discussion. So I'm, Either way, I'm on board with it, and I'm looking forward to the next meeting and, and seeing kind of what develops out of that. So enough with the bipartisanship. Now it's time for me to put on my partisan hat and explain. <laughs> nice donkey head. Yeah. I do have sort of a Castro-ish hat tonight, my Uh-oh. Cuban. It's a greenish. What kind of hat would you even call this? That Army It's hat? like 
you're like totally anarchist today. Oh, it's an anarchist hat? And I also your, have... I hate government both and then the, the military hat. Yeah, I'm all I'm all decked out today. So here's here's the deal. I'm let me play a clip from uh, our perennial <laughs> friend Glenn Beck. We love Glenn Beck and we love the fact that he provides all kind of comedy. But I, I'm not laughing about his latest uh rant about religion because I, I think this is where he, he has crossed the line and I want to play this clip for you. And you'll hear what I'm, what I'm saying. I beg you, look for the words social justice or economic justice on your church website. If you find it, run as fast as you can. Social justice and economic justice, they are code words. If you have a, a priest that is pushing social justice, go find another parish. Okay, so that that's kind of the the famous clip, but here's a second clip where he kind of expounds upon this idea uh, in in sort of a well. Let me play it. Both the communists who are on the uh, left, they say you know these are communists, and the uh, Nazis are on the right. That's what people say. But they both subscribed to one philosophy, and they flew one banner. One had the hammer and sickle, the other was a swastika. But on each banner read the words here in America of this, social justice. So, Glenn, let me get this right, and I'm sure he's listening, so I wanted to address him personally on this. Freedom, good. Thumbs up on freedom. Liberty, of course, definitely. Capitalism, all for it. Right. Justice, eh, not so much. Right. Not so much when it comes to Glenn, and particularly in, in the <laughs> church world here. Here's the thing about what Glenn just said. I love that he said that because he is saying what all his followers already believe. What they believe is that if you do not subscribe to the very, very specific type of religion, a very particular type of Christianity, if you do not subscribe to that, mm-hmm. then you are a communist, you're a socialist. Right. But here's the problem. What he just did is he alienated a huge swath of, of our country. Yes. Mm-hmm. I dare you to find a black church in America that does mm-hmm. not subscribe to concepts uh, related yeah. to social justice. Well, I really like... That guy doesn't even know what social justice means because that's something that is just an inherent basic thing. Like, basically, uh, he's he like... Knows. I, I mean, that's, that's crazy that he's even saying that. I mean, it makes no... It, it literally does not make any sense. It is crazy, it's like an oxymoron but James Dobson's saying the same that. crap. But, I mean, the opposite of that is like slavery and tyranny and like yeah <laughs> that's well see that's the thing is it it, it doesn't make anyone sense support that as being a better option see, glenn is saying that social justice is a code free. word but what he's saying is a code word to yeah. his followers like he's saying this is me explaining to you literally what i mean uh, well, here's my thing here's my question to glenn beck which part of the bible do you want to cut out first the part where Jesus says, what you do to the least of these, you've done to me. Or the part where it says you need to take care of the widows and the orphans. Or the part that says that we need to show compassion to one another. Or the part that says that we need to feed the hungry. Which part does he want to cut out first? Because to me, that sounds what like is social religion? justice. Is he... Glenn Beck is a Latter-day Saint, so Mormon. Not, oh, not wow. known for being wow. the most tolerant of religions. That's I, interesting. I, I think... I didn't, I'm surprised he's that big. We well, have a couple big Mormons now. That guy and uh, Mitt Romney, right? Mitt Romney. Sure. Yeah. Now here's there's been a ton of people that have come out 
and you know express their disfavor with Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. A lot of social justice types, a lot of ministers. Obviously, the Catholic Church is but all about anyone, social justice. Like, what other group would possibly say, like, we don't want social justice? That's the thing. See, he, the way he spins <laughs> it is that social justice equals socialism and communism. So... You know who hasn't come out and said anything are his followers, are the people that watch his show mm-hmm. because you know what they agree with that. Right. They believe that. They believe well, and that, it's, that. And it's not just him. James Dobson said the same thing. Uh, Pat Robertson says the same thing. John MacArthur says the same thing. Warren says the same thing. Anytime you speak of uh, any kind of movement within the church to uh, meet the needs of the church community that's considered uh social justice and not really in keeping with the calvinist doctrine in the first place well just what it means i mean it's a concept it's not like a a you know branch or a description describing some like segment of government or something i mean they're just they're real words that mean things i mean that's not i don't so, uh, get it <laughs> stephanie you're trying to approach this from a rational secular point of view well let me ask you're right everything you're saying is right but to the religious community they are divided amongst this idea of social justice I mean, versus personal responsibility they don't look at those two words on written down and say like that's what that means by sure definition. but here's what here's what the average right wing it. it's so basic it's here's what hard. here's what the far right like evangelical says here's what they would say the Bible is, and I've, I've read this online, people mm-hmm. saying this, it's not, the Bible does not subscribe to social justice, it subscribes to personal responsibility. So in their mind, social justice is... Well, hang Let on, me... look at what Jesus' own words said, blessed are the poor. Now, I know in, in Matthew it says poor in spirit, but in I Luke it says the poor, that. blessed are the poor. Now who the hell is he talking about? He's talking about people who are less fortunate than the rest of us and they're blessed because uh they're a part of a global community uh the church as one body um to me that isn't about a top-down hierarchy that's about belonging to a family so i asked this group of preachers um which part of jesus own words do you want to cut out first well, this is what uh, I take the, that statement to be, is that um, basically a poet, which is the type of writers that wrote the Bible, decided like that he, he was trying to communicate that message. I don't think it's literal in any way. I think it's just, I don't think it's like they are blessed because they're totally not blessed. They're totally effed. But like, it's well, like in the just context that saying, Jesus was talking about, yeah, I guess it's, uh, it's a pretty, comp- it's a pretty, in- the whole sermon yes yeah, from the sermon on the mount um mm. there's there's lots of ways that the poor the meek the less than are are blessed um but you don't think that that's a writer's way of communicating that message of like hey take pity on them because they're less fortunate sure well let's let's just say that that it was more if, if you anybody that just looks at it and reads the new testament it is overwhelmingly in favor of helping other people. That's the whole point. Uh, it, it, when they came, to, when the Pharisees came to Jesus, they said, "What's the most important commandment?" He said, "Love God, love your neighbor." Period. But when evangelicals in the far right read that, they they throw in and they mix it and they twist it so that it's about, uh, you know, people li- should lift themselves up by their bootstraps and and you know teach uh, that whole BS about, uh, you know, if you give a man a fish, he could eat for a day, but if you teach him how to fish, he could eat for life. <laughs> what if there are no freaking fish around? Okay, it, it's simple things like that 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 make. First of all, you 
give a man a fish, yeah, he can eat for a day. If you teach a man to fish, then he has to get a permit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Then he's got to pay the government for that permit. Then oh, he's got to, we're back to government. <laughs> no, no, not again. <laughs> Look. He, okay, no. let me ask you guys this. Do okay. people like Glenn Beck, who, okay, if he really believes this and he's, he's, I mean, do you think he's consciously trying to do, like, does he, if he and his people had their way, would they want, like, black people and white people not to be living with each other and women to not be allowed to work? Like, do of they hate all that stuff? Of course he believes that. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, I've been looking and thinking about the word conservative yeah what does conservative mean but i mean it he means, wants black and white people like he's like he will never say that, like that but m- the, recently in the mormon church up into the last what 30 years ago they believed that black people were from the devil that right. they were descended from cain and that they're less <laughs> than human okay right. so it doesn't surprise me that glenn would say uh social justice churches i.e black mm-hmm. churches mm-hmm. i.e latin churches mm-hmm. are communist socialist what is catholic church is catholic church social justice absolutely absolutely and that's that's so what is his church though it's the the mormons and is that like are there other ones affiliated with that like i mean latter-day saints mormons it's all kind of the same sort of thing but but he's not talking to them he's talking to yeah he's talking to bible belt america that's right he's talking to bible thumping americans baptist uh southern baptist any calvinist doctrine that's out there yeah in a Calvinist doctrine, you mean things like uh, Assemblies of God, uh, Pentecostal churches, mm-hmm. a lot of them. They all be- they they subscribe to this concept. Somebody put it to me well the other day. They said the reason why these far right religious types don't want social justice is because they want kudos from God for doing it themselves. Like it's okay, like if their church gives to charity, they don't get credit for it personally with God. But if they personally do it. Then it then it counts towards their goodness in heaven or their riches in heaven. So they don't want the church to get credit for social justice. They want to quote do it themselves, which means to give a handout here and there. I, I thought that was kind of if if you know church people, it, there, there's a lot of truth. This is all to just that, crazy. So. I can't believe it. Well, <laughs> this this segues really well into for, but, or, or I, what the other thing that it could be is that I was just didn't show up the Sunday that they taught the gospel according to Reagan. And yeah. and he may be right. Well, I, I'm just one of the things that drove me out of the religious community is this idea that God is on our side. That that's another thing that you will not hear at a coffee party is God is on our side. But you will hear at any tea party you go to signs with Bible verses on them side saying God is on our side. You heard it during the war, the wars. They really believe that somehow God is with them and he is chosen them to represent this american white imperialistic mindset but they believe and to a person that believes god is on their side you can't argue with them yeah because when you think imperialism you think of jesus christ because sure. these kinds of I glenn mean, becks tell them this is what god wants well, them to do i mean the same jesus absolutely who's, of course who said render unto caesar what is caesar's and unto god what is god's yeah this is the guy who's imperialistic you're being a very uh bible-y tonight uh, well you got, got a that, wealth of bible knowledge. we both come from that background i mean brent and i both have, have been in the ministry before we grew up in that that world and this is this is all all of this stuff is very familiar but it's it's interesting to look at it from the outside instead of being from the inside, inside the matrix, inside the the, the fishbowl. That uh, now now to, to to be clear, I consider myself a Christian. I consider myself not a, a conservative Christian by any means, but I consider myself a Christian in the sense that I believe what Brent just talked about, the words of Christ. I believe the concepts of the New Testament, the idea that yes, you should help. Like the you poor. think he's the son of God. 
that's not that's not the whole, the issue here. The issue for me is the truth of the overall message of the gospel is to take care of the poor, is to serve the less fortunate, and and as Brent said, the least of these. That's what the Bible calls them. And Jesus Himself said, "What you do unto these people, you're doing it to me." So if you give money to somebody, you're giving it to me. If you take care of somebody in prison, if you feed the homeless, you're taking. Well, yeah, every well, single well, thing, thing is going to others. Here's All th- everything is covered by that. Of course, every other single until thing. some liberal evangelical stands up and says, "Glenn Beck, you're full of shit." Uh, James Dobson, you're full of shit. Until those people stand up and say, "Look, I also believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but I think we do have a social responsibility," as it's lined in great detail in the freaking New Testament um, and the Old Testament. Well, we have uh, like John Stewart. Well, he he's not that. an evangelical Christian. No, he's Jewish. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, oh, but there's plenty of people Beck. speaking out against I mean, Glenn, Glenn Beck. Beck people who he's not people. a preacher, right? He's just a radio personality. No, but he's talking to evangelical no, Christians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's until liberal evangelical Christians oh, see, stand up and say, "Stop, yeah, yeah, this I is see. crap," I see. Yeah. and they um, have, they have. There's been who? a lot of ministers that have come out. I don't know. I'll, well, because if can he's trying up. to recruit people from other churches, I mean, like those preachers are probably working real hard to get their people to stay. So I'm sure they're addressing it. If the people, you know, the congregation, I mean, other than Al Sharpton, and I bet some of them will take so social justice out of their stuff because it's a businessman yeah 100 oh, yeah, like they're gonna is. remove like well, a bunch of them are just gonna take it out and be like yeah we're totally don't well leave. that's the thing you should stop using uh the pulpit as a place to have a political rally mm-hmm. um, whether it's glenn beck saying the shit he just said or if it's al sharpton doing it from his mm-hmm. pulpit um I don't think that the church is a place for a political rally. Mm-mm. It's a place where you can affect change. It's a place where you can practice what you preach. Um, it's a place <laughs> where um, social uh, improvement and social uh, justice can occur. And it's a place where you can just genuinely hang out and speak with love and speak with compassion to the people well, the that problem, are next to you. The problem is those, and I keep referring to the Glenn Beck followers, their their type... They don't want separation of church and state. They believe that God mm-hmm. has called them that we are, quote, a Christian nation, that we've always been that, and that they're they're pushing us back towards God. And that's a great segue into this great. this whole Texas uh, well, hey, before you textbook. do that, um, since <laughs> we're talking about the fa- Christianity of the founding fathers, um, uh, what part of George Washington's Christianity uh, was at play when he wanted... Uh, the the soldiers for the New Jersey line to be hit with 50 lashes and had some of the leaders executed. Which part of Christ was involved in that? Sure. Or or how about, well, let's, let's go ahead and, and segue into the founding fathers. Which founding father has been taken out of the new Texas history book, the new uh, uh, United States history book? Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the United States, uh, the author of the Bill of Rights, but now he's being removed from the textbooks because of the, of the conservative political agenda of the people that are, are deciding on the books. Wait, I read that article. I mean, that's pretty major, though. I thought they were just mm-hmm. adding in some let like, me explain. Let me, let me read from oh, no. Thomas Jefferson's own words, and you can understand why they want to take him out. This is, this is a quote from Thomas Jefferson. Believing with you that religion is a matter which lies solely between man and his God, that he owes account to none other for his faith or his worship, that the legitimate powers of government reach actions only and not opinions, 
I contemplate with sovereign reverence the act of the whole American people which declared that their legislature should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, Mm -hmm. thus building a wall of separation between church and state. So it is very obvious why they would not want that in a textbook that these impressionable children, because they don't believe in a separation of church and state. They believe in a theocracy. And not just a theocracy in the United States. Mark my words, they want a global, global theocracy. Mm-hmm. That's where the, uh, this, I keep coming back to this idea of this white imperialism. And it's becoming so clear that this very particular group of evangelical far right-wingers would be so happy for us to take over every country in the Middle East and convert it to a Christian democracy. That's their... That's their Talk about a new world order. That's what they have in mind, starting with the United States. There's no such thing as freedom of religion in their beliefs. It's freedom of religion as long as you adhere very specifically to their doctrine. And if you go outside of it, that's it. I love uh, Stephen Colbert had a great quote. He said, you see, Thomas Jefferson coined the phrase separation of church and state. So Texas has coined the phrase separation of Jefferson in history. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Mm -hmm. Um. Wow. Oh, wait, so that's really happening? Yeah. It's been happening for years. Yeah, but it's now about to be official. Wow. No, 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 no. It's every time that it comes for adoption of a book, the state Texas State Senate gets to say this is what we want, this is what we don't want. That's been going on for years. Yeah. Um but this new version but is about to become But this are, is the first time that Jefferson's been taken out. Like yeah. parents would never know. You'd never know what was not in your kids history book ever and so now that it's public i wonder if some parents are going to be like hey or if they don't care well they don't care honestly in in, in the big picture it doesn't matter yeah. i mean who cares what do you remember about thomas yeah Jefferson, totally you know? from when you're a kid but yeah that's true it's about their agenda <laughs> yeah, and that's totally. the thing that well, really, really well, well, troubles yeah. me hold on, hold on. i think it's very important and i think this is a prime example of how indoctrination occurs through our education system if we have state officials um, and even going up federal level, who get to dictate what history is to teachers and to children. Um, I can't think of a more profound sense of fascism in my lifetime, other than Hitler. Um, I mean, this is remarkably stupid. Uh, it's literally rewriting history. Yeah. It's, and <laughs> it is indoctrination, which was the point I made a few episodes back that that's exactly what's going on. I, I'll just, I love the irony. But I said, when I saw that, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, finish? go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I said in some email, I don't know if, I think I sent it to both you guys, um, that I was, that same kind of stuff happened to me too when I was little and it didn't stick, you know? So I know that it doesn't But you weren't lot. taught history either. You, you were mean? taught a version of history right, that right. they, and that's all you got. Yeah. So you don't know what you know and what you don't know. No, you of got, course, of course. But I'm just saying, like, I'm not the the environment that I was raised in, which was pretty conservative here in Dallas. I didn't turn into that. So and it that didn't may work. be, and that may Regardless. be, but you were still indoctrinated. Yeah, absolutely. While you were in school. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I just I love the irony of Texas that. When the president wanted to speak to school children and tell them things like stay in school, don't right. do drugs or whatever, that that we were just 
up in arms mm-hmm. about their parents and schools and they took their kids out of schools because they didn't want to hear the president's liberal agenda. And yet Ugh. it's totally cool to take out the third president of the United States completely out of their history books and none of these parents has anything to say. Oh, that's totally cool. Yeah. Let's talk about how all the founding fathers were Christians, even though they weren't. So Thomas weird. Jefferson himself says, I'm only a Christian. This is a paraphrase. He says, I'm a Christian in the sense that I believe in being decent to one another. He doesn't Unless he didn't, you're black. Yeah. Well, there is that whole thing, too. Sure. But the, uh, the founding fathers, most of them were deists. They weren't even what we would consider these evangelicals. So they're, they're manipulating this idea to create a false past to create a new future, to create this, like I said, theocratic future. And they're indoctrinating children. Look, don't kids get enough indoctrination in church? at home yeah but they get much more indoctrinated from the media they're exposed to and that's liberal and here's the ah, no 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 much more so than the, nope. the, the media is not liberal it's middle of the road oh, okay fine it's middle <laughs> of the road but there's also a lot of very liberal messages out there like what for kids well i mean okay we've okay you we scream and holler about this stuff and i was thinking as you were talking like oh they're gonna do this religion is the biggest one to overcome in my just my lifetime it's like no you know racism unacceptable homophobia unacceptable women in the workplace totally fine and normal um what else like uh just the piercings and the tattoos and that kind of stuff like okay whatever i mean all those things at one point i mean god do you remember when madonna wore like a bra on a music video mm-hmm. it was outrage i mean she after that um when she did that uh, music video with the black jesus in it oh, yeah. she had a pepsi black commercial prayer. coming out and they had bomb threats called into the advertising mm-hmm. agency and they had to pull that from the air i mean now my god lady gaga's like on american idol you mm-hmm. know and so i just it's like I think that it's awesome to talk about it and to get it out there and we need to, but I don't think that we're in danger of them like, you know, any, any big party, like, you know, as far as something purely evil, I don't think we're like close to that becoming an overall reality. I think, I think you're right. I think that entertainment is a very liberal sort of, uh, Maybe and once they, kids hit like twelve, right, right, that's there. But I think when it comes God. to news, well, that's the point. News is like if it leads, it bleeds. And so CNN, they're not going to take a particular stand one way or the other. They're going to put out whatever's most controversial. They're going to be middle of the road. Obviously, Fox News is far right. MSNBC mm-hmm. is far left. Mm-hmm. Well, I read a study uh, two years ago about it came from the Fairness and Media, uh, which showed that. I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 64% of all uh, media-related who were working in media, whether anchors, whether they were camera, writers, whatever, uh, about 64% of them were fiscally uh, conservative. Now, liberal, they were more, uh, I think the number was around 58% socially liberal. Um, however, if you looked at the owners of all the media outlets, they were almost 100% conservative. Right, the ones that had the money yeah. at the top. The ones who have the money. The Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, yeah. Who get to That's say true. what That's goes funny. on TV. Um, they're all conservative. But they also have to put on what people want to see because they have to sell commercials to make the money. That's true. Yeah. They do have to. They have so to. there you go. See, that's a good sign. I saw that's a good sign? That that even though that they're super conservative, all the owners, still the stuff that's being put out is at least middle of the road. And not do, you, do you think the advertisers want uh, uh, liberal-leaning stories to go on? The- if more people are watching they sure but, do but they're not that's my entire point look at the commercials no, but i mean like as to like some like well look who gets kicked off a of letterman because they tell jokes that cross a certain line who uh, bill bill hicks got kicked off 12 times who's that he's a comedian he's, he's a comedian a with a kind of a very yeah. liberal uh, stance 
Um, he yeah, back, that's what I mean. That's the extreme. There's still he's not extreme in there or whatever. I mean, like there's still. I'm just saying it's not like an end all. Like he some, just refused to sell out, and then they they wouldn't put it on the air. Well, I mean, his joke was because they want to appeal, get the most people watching, and so if they're going to offend a ton of audience for a potential future advertising, my point also, exactly. Not do it. If it's more towards the middle of the road, that's what's going to totally. go on. So the we air. just keep getting to like what is the best, hopefully for everyone, which is social justice. And who? And, <laughs> and exa- Thank you, Stephanie, for bringing that. It's it's funny because you you guys both of you two always get into. it. I right want Westinghouse telling me what's in my best interest. Right as we start to wrap it up, you guys start off on it. Awesome. Good stuff. And uh, again, I want to put in a plug for the Dallas chapter of the Coffee Party meeting on March 27th at the Progressive Center. And maybe next week I'll give you the actual address. I don't have it here. Uh, But thanks for listening again. Thanks for listening on iTunes. Send us an email at urbanunderachiever at yahoo.com. Send us uh, your suggestions, questions, thoughts, rants, raves. Uh, And again, I'll address them all to Brent. So (laughs) thanks. We'll see you next week.